Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fanthropological, the podcast that explores the breadth of human fandom. My name is Nick G, and I am joined today by my two best friends, Nick T. Yo! And Nick Z. Mahoy hoy. And today, we're going to attempt to answer the question, aren't you too old for this? Z, aren't you too old for this? <laughs> you know what? I ask myself that every day. I look around my desk. I see a uh, Master Sword style USB dongle. I see all sorts of figurines over on the other side of the room. And uh, I see a, uh, a TV set up with various video game consoles ranging from the 1990s to the 2010s. And uh, I think, no. I'm not too old for this. Maybe I'm the perfect age for this. I was going to say, you you suddenly count up all the money in your head that you spent on all those things. (laughs) That makes you sad. (laughs) I mean, if I were to, oh, would I I be sad? Like, I don't know. Those those dollars can't spend them on on food or a nice vacation or anything like that. No things. Nerdy things. Nerdy things. I mean, using a good example, you can. There's a website where you can calculate how much money your Steam account is worth. Oh my god! To find out how much money you've wasted. Uh, <laughs> apparently, I'm somewhere between fourteen hundred and five thousand dollars. How do you How do you feel about that? Terrible. <laughs> but like Z, I am not too old for this. It's weird that people decide that there are certain ages that are appropriate or not appropriate for certain hobbies especially because presumably unless you're a millennial as you're getting older you can afford to do the things that you wanted to do as a kid yeah Mm -hmm. so it's always strange to me when people are like aren't you too old for this it's like no this is great i can buy all these toys and games and whatever and yeah i don't have any time to play them or play with them (laughs) But I still can do this because I am an adult and that means cake for breakfast. (laughs) It's funny. I've never, I never, I don't think I've ever had people ask me that out loud. I'm sure some people thought it when they talked to me, but I've never had anyone outright ask me. But like from a financial point of view, it's like, this is the time to be doing this, (laughs) you know, making more money than I had, have more money than I had when I was a kid. But I feel like millennials are the ones who just put their foot down. And we're like, no, I'm not. I'm not giving up this stuff. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, Bible verse often trotted out about setting aside childish things. Somehow, the millennials just uh, totally swept that aside. As soon as you brought that up, I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's another half of that quote. There is. It's time to put away childish things and become a man. Except if you're talking about Dragon Ball Z figures, <laughs> then it's party all the time. Exactly. Well, those aren't childish things. You see, you uh, you go from just collecting random figures to collecting a very specific kind of figure. Ooh. Cough, cough. Um, but maybe setting aside the monetary argument for like, yeah, obviously, as you get older, it's even better uh, to be a fan of things that you're definitely not too old for these kinds of things. I think it's just weird that we think that when people get older, they should stop doing things that they enjoy. Like, I, I don't know if it's, if the idea is that you're an adult, you shouldn't enjoy anything, or if the <laughs> idea is that adults should only enjoy a particular subset of things, and those things can be, um, I'm trying to remember what the, the tweet was. It's like, if you're a 30-something white dude, you are one of these classes, I didn't pick them, and it's like, podcaster, golf guy, etc. <laughs> and you're like, well, 
<laughs> I feel personally attacked. Yeah, I'm seeing. <laughs> but I, I don't know where this idea comes from that when you become an adult, you must no longer enjoy these things you enjoyed as a, as a child because like many hobbies don't really like what's what's wrong with with enjoying some of these things whether it be figure collecting or watching anime cartoons etc playing video games i don't i don't see where the harm is i think what is going on is the equating of liking oftentimes it is cartoons whether or not it's yeah. like children's cartoons or just animated stuff in general but when people talk about you know are you too old for this? I, th- I think they equate watching TV or watching cartoons or whatever with acting like a kid. And like, for, like don't have cake for breakfast, okay? Like do it <laughs> on the weekend if it's the day after yeah. a party or something like that. But like, like at a certain point, you know what you should be eating kind of thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, the same goes with the media you consume. But like, don't stop consuming it. If you enjoy it, you, you enjoy it. Also too, I feel like there's big, been a, big shift in like stuff that is made for kids and stuff that's made for adults uh like i don't know 30 years ago compared to now like because I, f- I feel like way back when stuff for kids was for kids mm-hmm. and like not not really for adults but now now you have more stuff that is quote for everybody or there's no reason why adults can't enjoy it i legitimately don't understand why people who are adults enjoy power rangers though I've never gotten that one. I've I watched it when I was a kid and I really loved it. I had the blaster and everything, but I never, never went back to it. I mean, it kind of, for me, goes back to that episode we did about, uh, is it okay to be a fan of bad things? Not to say Power Rangers is bad, but like, it's kind of a show based on producing something the cheapest way possible. Take the action scenes from this media we got from Japan, splice in a bunch of short-ish bits of uh, some North American actors playing the Rangers when they're not in their suits and then have them voice over when they are in the suits and like, just throw that together, get it out there, sell some toys. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think power Rangers was maybe like a step above stuff like He-Man and She-Ra and the other eighties cartoons that were pretty much in transformers that were pretty much half hour or 20 minute toy commercials. But like, I think it's still, in that area but like as for people being too old for it quote now or not being too old for it now i think a lot of it just in some ways it's kind of like the star trek of people who grew up in the 60s and 70s just maybe without the politics could you elaborate on that i'm kind of missing something i've got a few relatives and a few friends co-workers who are hardcore star trek fans And like what I see them do to express that fandom is pick stuff up like uh, like the communicators or the the phasers from the original series of Star Trek. And, you know, they'll get these things from eBay or like from whatever store that's nearby, like nerdy store that's nearby. And when they get them, it's like, oh, man, I got to show you this cool thing I just got. And like that enthusiasm for like the the artifact of the fandom reminds me a lot of this this part is where it gets imagined um of the enthusiasm that like i imagine power rangers fans have around the artifacts of that fandom like and in, in that case it's i mean i feel like they probably re-released stuff around the movies and maybe there's some new merch out there but i feel like there's kind of 
a collector's market around like the toys that came out in the nineties for Power Rangers. So mm-hmm. like like just how just like how, how there's that sense that this uh this original like um I'm gonna throw out a year and maybe it's wrong, nineteen sixty-nine uh phaser from hmm. from the promotional stuff that was released around Star Trek's release is this cool item that expresses the fandom getting the like black ranger figure from 94 or whatever has that same kind of appeal that same kind of potency just clarify the so Mm -hmm. not only is this like people still being a fan of something it is people adults with more memes are almost avenging the fandom experience they didn't have as a child yeah 100 percent like here's this thing i'm a huge fan of power rangers but you know like uh my family was like a one gift per kid thing at birthday and christmas so i never i never got a full set of all the rangers or i never got the the zordon like play set with the i don't know flashing face effect or something but now i'm an adult and maybe <laughs> i you know maybe i sensibly save up a little bit of, of money for that or maybe instead i just say okay got groceries and my bills covered for the for the week for the month whatever here's an extra 100 200 dollars hello ebay i know we're talking about you know we're, we're taking this on a positive spin but z in your exact scenario i'm like that sounds like super stupid <laughs> because because the motivation is i didn't get to do this as a kid so i'm gonna do it now it's not because like it's it's a contrived example I mean, it's a, I, I would agree that it's a contrived example. Like I have, um, on the podcast that it's, I regularly listen to, uh, talking Simpsons or what a cartoon done by the, the same two guys all under the same Patreon. One of the hosts has mentioned a few times that their mom was like this huge peanuts fan. And I guess for whatever reason, like either she got rid of all of her peanut stuff at a certain age or whatever something happened to it not entirely sure point is once ebay became a thing she would like hunt down the stuff from her childhood and i i kind of see it as similar to that in, in the motivation that um that the host uh, at least ascribes to their mom is that she was trying to like bring back those memories trying to like definitely going for that nostalgia it's contrived as it is i think some people do do that once they have the means like if they still have that that sincere enjoyment sincere love of a thing of a franchise of an ip whatever you want to call it they'll try to cobble together something that i guess sort of they might have imagined as being super cool when they were younger and now actually can cobble together let me come at this from a different angle sure like 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 a totally different angle yeah. Um, using myself as an example. A lot of the shows that I've enjoyed in the past little while, like Adventure Time, regular show, Gravity Falls, Steven Universe, My Hero mm-hmm. Academia, as Jake Peralta would say, it's for teens. <laughs> These are, you know, quote, young adult shows at best. Like, that's the target market. And I, these are a lot of the shows that I watch. It's not even really a guilty pleasure. I just watch this stuff and it's like, I think about, oh, how am I going to defend this? But I've never had to. Ah. It's not a thing. Be like, oh, why are you watching a show that's for targeted towards people that are, that are younger than you? But it's not, it's not an anomaly. It's not a weird thing as far as I've experienced. 
Yeah. And like, and I don't have nostalgia for these shows because these are newer shows. I think that speaks a lot to how a lot of specifically cartoons are kind of made with an eye to like, like you said before, appeal to everybody, either because it's just a cold calculated marketing thing, or it's because the people making the cartoons want to make them sort of for their younger selves, but also for their current selves. Yeah, I guess there's, there's as you're mentioning, G, like, uh, as, well, as the two of you are mentioning, this is like two sides to the aren't you too old for this. One is that, like, mm-hmm. fortunately, uh, now we exist in an era where a lot of media is produced more broadly, and we exist in a society that is both more accepting and also more understanding of people's enjoyment of things that don't fit into particular traditional views. Like, you're if you're a guy, you don't have to just be a fan of sports and cars or guns or whatever Whew. but in addition to that like as we talked about there's like there are lots of different reasons that the argument that you're too old for this is irrelevant previously people would have been like well if you're watching stuff like this you're not an adult mm-hmm. and there are other like garbage barriers that people list it's like you're not an adult unless you have a job, you have a house, etc. Well, I have all those things, so now I'm going to watch all the anime I want. Damn. Yeah. Um, in my house. In my house. Yeah. You're not invited. <laughs> um, and, th- and there's that side of it as, as well. I think the, the latter part, or the, the former part, with society changing has had a broader impact on less of people asking, aren't you too old for this? Mm-hmm. And another part might just be people that we tend to hang out with. People at conventions and sure, yeah, yeah. I've never shied away from saying I'm a fan of of that stuff, though it doesn't come up a lot. But like, because like you think maybe in theory that adults are just supposed to watch, I guess, prestige dramas all the time, yeah, which sounds exhausting. <laughs> You're supposed to pay attention to all the horrible things that are going on and then pretend they don't exist or focus yeah. on very small things that you can control, but ultimately don't matter. I watched John Oliver. Okay, I am up on the news. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. As soon as I, as soon as I start watching the actual news, I try. I'm trying to analyze the bias of the ah. of the news channel rather than attention <laughs> to quote the facts. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing back to the beginning of the episode because I was looking this up and couldn't find it in time. The quote about putting away childish things is inspired by Corinthians, but is actually by C.S. Lewis. Uh And I don't bring that up to be pedantic. I bring it up because I remember hearing something about the full length of the quote, which is important. Hmm. And the the quote is, when I became a man, I put away childish things. And the second half from C.S. Lewis, including the fear of childishness and the desire to be very grown up. Hmm. Whoa. Well, if I can just add another another voice to the conversation, this person, this writer, Catherine Valenti, uh, has this very long thread about uh, apparently Bill Maher going off on a rant about millennials Ooh. and how you know they just can't they can't give up. They can't give up these these childish things. Talking about adulting and all this stuff. These these grown grown up people still children. What's going on? Uh, but this Catherine Valenti makes the point that uh, the reason why millennials still do those things is because they finally realized, well, like, what's the point of trading away child childhood joys if 
you know, we can't achieve the things that used to be or still are perhaps the joys of adulthood. Things like travel and having a house or I guess having some sort of stable investment in the place of it but that's kind of getting into my own my own thoughts about it. anyway or even just something as simple as going to a a live performance of any kind music theater sports anything like that all of those things are huge expenses even those those concert tickets those theater tickets can be pretty dang pricey and so Catherine Valente just po- just very succinctly puts it Do you know why millennials refuse to grow up? In quotes. Because we finally figured out that the whole idea is bullshit. To suppress human joy enough to keep them grinding for an uncaring company for 50 years in unhappy marriages until death is a mercy. The reason my generation still plays in ball pits and reads comic books and plays dress up is that contemporary society has made most of the good parts of adult life financially unreachable. Home, family, travel, even theaters, $500 a ticket. All that's left is the crushing despair. So. We 80s kids kind of figured, f*** it. Whoa. All right. <laughs> I can get on board with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So ultimately, in your fandom, no, you are not too old for it. Just buy the $100 figures instead of the $12 <laughs> figures. <laughs> and that proves you're, you're matured. <laughs> It's as I said, I think our generation was just like, no, I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, put like, I don't need to put this stuff away in order to, to grow in my life. And that is largely true. Just don't act like a child about it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can have your figures and when you need the cash, you can cash them. That's the adult thing to do. Exactly. Exactly. That is the responsible thing to do. And then you can sell your old figures to buy new figures. It's the circle of life. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't cost anything to switch hobbies. Points to brain. <laughs> so that's gonna about do it for the discussion on this episode. Uh if you have any thoughts on the subject, if you think you're too old for it, if you think you're not and uh have a reason why, let us know at Nick at the or find the podcast on Facebook at uh, the Phanthropological fan page. Or on Twitter at Phanthropologic. If you want to see what the three of us are up to, you can find us at the next cast pretty much anywhere on the internet. And if you want to know what we're up to individually, well, if you want to find what I'm working on, which is uh, uh, music in the synth wave genre, broadly, uh, you can go to bandcamp.com slash fragile air or fragile air music on Instagram and anywhere you listen to music. So you can find all my latest works, all my latest works and all the ones in between for your listening pleasure. If you're interested in what I'm working on, you will find that Nick's always come in pairs. And for example, <laughs> you will learn about the Zeal Archives, which is a podcast that I do with Nick G and occasionally Nick Z about Chrono Trigger, where we explore the world of Chrono Trigger one bit at a time. You can find that at zealarchives.com. And also related to that, The Race Against Time, which you can find at twitch.tv slash the race against time, which is our annual charity live stream where we beat Chrono Trigger all of its endings in under 24 hours to raise money for the Alzheimer's Society of Canada. But also this year leading up to the main event, playing through Final Fantasy VI, trying to beat it and raising money for a local LGBTQ plus community group, Spectrum. Main event is August 8th and 9th, but we will be running every two weeks on Tuesdays starting January 28th. Outside of this podcast, you can find me 
doing some writing. Currently, I've got a translation of Beowulf, yep, the whole thing, available on Amazon. You can find that on any Amazon of your choice. Just search Beowulf, or if you want to get specific, Beowulf, a mostly modern verse translation. That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening, and we will uh, talk to you again in two weeks' time. Uh, So until that time, we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye, everybody. I mean, so sent this whole big long thread that I'm still reading, but but <laughs> doing research on the air. I, think, <laughs> I invoke the laws of anthropological. How, how sounds like someone needs to grow up. Ooh, <laughs> no way, man! Never getting old. Never getting old. Never getting old. Never getting old. This is getting creepy fast. You better get to a point. <laughs> oh boy.